Welcome to the Taste and See podcast, a kingdom-based podcast that exists to encourage saints, empower believers, and reach the lost with the goodness of God. Psalm 34, 8 proclaims, Taste and see that the Lord is good. To taste is to experience, while to see is all about perception. Join us as we discuss our experiences in the kingdom of God and discover how we can impact the world around us through a new lens. Here is your host, Josh Emmerich. Hey everyone, welcome to the Taste and See podcast, where we discuss kingdom living in response to the goodness of God. I'm your host, Josh Emmerich. Today we'll be talking about promises for new year. But before we dive into that, I wanted to bring to your attention a few things. First, I want to officially welcome you to season two of the Taste and See podcast. We have a great season in store for you, and we are already lining up people who have experience and knowledge in areas of life that matter to you. Some of the topics we will be discussing the next several months include life as a 30-something, experiencing God in the middle of a crisis, leadership, decision-making, navigating through misery, the power of testimony, fruitful marriage, and many more. As I'm sure you have heard, these topics cover both the highs and lows in our Christian walk, but it is my prayer that we would see the goodness of God in the midst of them all. Second, Last season was wonderful, and I am truly grateful for the spiritual growth that I personally experience, and I hope you experience some too. However, throughout my time writing, recording, and releasing episodes, I came to an eye-opening realization. People love the authenticness and power of conversation. While the number of our listeners have grown steadily over the past four months, I realize that those numbers increased drastically during interviews and conversations with people who came on the show to talk about their experiences, expertise, and how God has met them in the middle of it all. There is something powerful about sitting at the table and simply talking about life. So, moving forward, the Taste and See podcast will revolve around just that, the power of the word, scripture, and the power of story. Finally, if you haven't already heard through our social media outlets, last week we launched the Taste and See Podcast Swag Store. We have tons of items that you can order and proudly display your love and support for the Taste and See Podcast. We have mugs. We have tumblers. We have shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and tank tops. We even have a yoga mat for those of you who live the downward dog and warrior pose lifestyle. So be sure to go to www.tasteandseepodcast.com and click the link to the swag store in the upper right corner. And to make it even better, you get free shipping until February 28th. Just enter the code FAMILY when you check out. That's F-A-M-I-L-Y. All right, fam, let's get started with today's topic, Promises for New Year. Many of us look forward to the new year because it's a time to celebrate the year we had and, at the same time, to leave it behind with joy. There is a sense of mystery and suspense that excites us. We often take time during the new year to also think about what we could do better or how to improve our lives. 
So we come up with New Year's resolutions. Some of them involve losing weight, eating healthier, improving relationships, or volunteering our time to worthy causes. But eventually, the excitement of the new year comes and goes. And often, our commitments go with it. Get this. Did you know that gyms will add extra equipment for the month of January and then gradually remove them as new gym members come back less and less often? It's the cycle I have found myself in, and I'm sure you have too. But I don't want to focus on that today as we think about 2022. Instead, I want to think about something that I have been hearing my family, friends, and church talk about these past couple months. What is the word or phrase you believe God has given you for this year? How has he been challenging you or stretching you? How has he been bringing your attention back to him? I asked our listeners to call in with their word or phrase for the new year, and this is what they had to say. My word for this year, 2022, is content. I believe the Lord has a desire for me, and I also have a desire to learn more of what it means to be fully content in the Lord, to be okay no matter what this year might bring, the good, the bad, everything, that I can have contentment, I can live in that contentment because I have Jesus Christ in my life as my Lord and Savior. And so in every season and everything, learning what that means a little more, content. My word for the new year is gratitude. Gratitude for all the things in life that I have. Gratitude for the people that love me and care for me no matter what. Good day, bad day, no matter what. Gratitude for, number one, God, because he has blessed me so much and continues to bless me. Gratitude for my family and friends. Gratitude for the place that I live. The place that I live has been such a blessing to me, so peaceful and calm and refreshing and a place to come home to that to me is just the bomb. Gratitude for my church, gratitude for my pastors and staff, friends that I love and have there. So this year it's gratitude, just gratitude, being grateful for all that I have. My word for the new year is growth. My word for 2022 is intentional, but not only that, the word intentional breaks down into the word intention, and then beyond that, the word intent. And so for me, in conversation with my wife and just thinking about this year and what God would bring to my heart, the word intentional is what came up. And so for me, Psalm 1914 says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So my hope this year is that I will be intentional to live in such a way as can bring glory to God, that my intentions of my heart and the intentions of my actions are, are good with that. And, uh, and my intent behind it really is, is that. And so that's my word for the year, 2022, intentional. Right before the year, the Lord had really spoke two, two really strong words. The one was pause. When I was in the middle of trying to think I had it figured out and certain things we were praying about, and he was very, very clear when he said pause. And then he said, prepare. And so I thought going into the new year, I really was praying for a word and I wanted 
certain direction and I wasn't hearing anything, wasn't hearing anything. And I thought, well, I'll just still remain in what the last word I heard from him. And I felt peace about it. Um, but then the more I was reading, the more things were happening. The word for me is just focus. It was very clear, focus on Jesus. The world and the culture and things are just moving fast and there's lots of smoke and mirrors. And this word is just so at peace when I'm in my readings. It's just focus on Jesus, remain in Him. And the phrase that my husband and I say is, give us anything and we'll show you Jesus. Jesus is all, Jesus is love, Jesus is peace. It might be very, very hard, certain things you go through, but if we just focus on Jesus, we will be okay. I don't know about you, but I think that is some pretty powerful, exciting, and challenging words. Contentment, gratitude, growth, intentional, and a focus on Jesus. That's some exciting stuff. My word for this year is prayer. Actually learning to lean into God deeper in my prayer life. Making prayer a priority and allowing God to teach me how to intercede on behalf of others. I have a stack of 20 books on prayer alone to read. But what excites me the most is hearing what he teaches me through reading scripture and the Holy Spirit during my quiet times with him. So I ask you, what is your word or phrase for the new year? Lean into Jesus because the answer can only come from him. If he's in the midst of it, he will give you the strength to succeed in it. Years come and go. It seems like yesterday it was the year 2000 and the Y2K hype was everywhere. So many people thought that technology would collapse and we would be living in primitive days again. And I remember my dad sneaking downstairs to the basement on New Year's Eve night and shutting off all the breakers in the house at the stroke of midnight just to cause some panic in those who were at our party. Everyone was concerned at first until they saw all the street light outside were still on. And I don't think my mom was too happy with them. I remember 2001 when I received my call to ministry on my knees in a cold and clammy dorm room in Washington, D.C. I remember the excitement of graduating high school in 2004 and starting college. I remember the pain I felt in 2005 when my grandfather took his own life. I remember the blessing and honor of pastoring my first church in 2006. I remember the heartache of losing a sister in 2012 and a divorce in 2015. I remember finding the Holy Spirit and the love of God at a men's weekend in 2016. I remember marrying the love of my life in 2020 graduating from seminary, and the uncertainty of a pandemic. I remember stepping out in faith and launching a podcast in October of 2021. See, my friends, years come and go. Some have high moments and some have nightmares we hope to never walk through again. Each year is different and the uncertainty will always be there. But we do have something that is certain something that is never changing and steadfast even as the years come and go. Those are the promises of God. So today I want to talk about just three of the many promises of God that we find in Scripture. Because God is the same today as he was yesterday and will be tomorrow, so his promises never change. The first promise of God I want to talk about is 
his strength provided for us. We are weak in nature, and oftentimes we think we have what it takes to get through things on our own, but we can't, but God does. Isaiah 41.10 declares, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Do not fear, be dismayed or anxious. Why? God is with us, and he has the strength to not just get us through the storm, but hold us steady through it. Here we see God holding us in his right hand. It is in his closeness and intimacy with God that we find our strength. Isaiah talks about this again in Isaiah 26, verse 3. You, he is referring to God again here, will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. It is in his presence that brings perfect peace and steadiness in the storms of our minds. I suffer from clinical anxiety and panic attacks. I don't really worry about things, but the panic attacks just sort of come out of nowhere. I remember several months ago, I was getting ready to head to church for worship practice when all of a sudden, I started having difficulty breathing, my heart rate increased, and I was shaking uncontrollably. I almost didn't go to church that night, but something in me was telling me to still go. So I went. I don't know how I made it to church in my car, but I was blaring the song, I Speak Jesus by Here Be Lions, and I kept repeating out loud, Jesus, Prince of Peace. Jesus, Prince of Peace. Jesus, Prince of Peace. It wasn't until I got on stage with the worship team that things took a turn. Hardly able to hold my microphone, it was my turn to sing a solo for one of the songs. And it was in that moment as I sang out and declared this verse that my anxiety and panic attack went away. The verse, By your stripes I'm healed. In that moment, embracing Jesus and his finished work on the cross, I was healed. My heart rate went back to normal. I could breathe again, and I was no longer shaking. Hallelujah. Oh, and did I mention that a spirit of revival fell upon our church that night? God did not want me to miss it. Lean into God. His presence and power is enough to weather any storm we face in life. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My, Jesus here, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Don't be ashamed of your weakness. Instead, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And watch his power work and be displayed. So I ask you, what areas of weakness or what situations do you need to surrender to him? The second promise of God is that God has a plan for your life. Yes, I said you. God has a plan for everyone if they will simply submit to his will. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. How often do our own plans harm us? How often do they lead to destruction, confusion, discontentment, and a longing for something else? Not God's plans. 
His plans lead to wholeness, prosperity for his glory, hope, and a future. In fact, God knows you better than you know yourself. He created you. He wired you. He designed you. He knows what makes you tick. I think we oftentimes can get in the way of God's plans. I know I've done that myself. Growing up, I was often teased and ridiculed for having a speech impediment. I stuttered. A lot. I was like Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy, but on steroids. As a result, I also suffered from depression. I felt like I wasn't accepted or desired by anyone. I never had felt so alone as I did then. But something incredible happened. Don and Bonnie. Don and Bonnie were an older couple who were friends of the family and volunteered with a local youth ministry. I remember them picking me up and taking me to youth group with them on Sunday nights. It was on those nights that I learned that God loved me and desired a relationship with me, despite my lack of speech. That summer, I walked forward during a youth convention and gave my life to Christ. From that moment, everything changed. I was not just called to Jesus, but he had called me to serve him too. I still had my occasional doubts, such as, how can a stuttering fool like me preach a message to people? But God showed up and showed out as I boldly stepped out into his plan and agenda for my life. I am in ministry today, and as you can tell, God healed my speech. Glory to him. He knows the perfect plan for your life. Paul says in Romans 8.28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What plans do you need to give up to God? When is the last time you leaned into hear him? What plans do you need to give up to God? When is the last time you have leaned in to hear him and see what his plans are? The third promise of God I want to talk about is his everlasting wisdom. God provides wisdom for all who seek it, and his word is filled with an endless amount of nuggets of truth, correction, caution, and encouragement. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God not only provides us wisdom, he gives it generously but we have to ask for it. Maybe instead of trying to solve everything ourselves, we should humbly approach the one who has the real answers. Why are we so hesitant to approach God for things such as wisdom? Are we afraid he won't answer? Jesus himself said in Mark eleven twenty four, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Maybe it's not that we are afraid he won't answer. Maybe it's being afraid of the answer. The answer we don't want, but that he knows is best for our lives. After my first marriage and divorce, I ran from God. I was angry. He kept telling me to find community and healing, but I didn't want to face the pain I was experiencing. So instead of turning to a Christian community, I turned to alcohol, partying, running around with women and other things. As far as the east is from the west, there I was running away from God. And it wasn't until God got my attention at a church several years later that I realized his wisdom and direction for my life. Instead of turning to a bottle of booze, I turned to a divorce care group. 
Instead of going to parties, I went to a young adult weekly worship service. Instead of running around with women, I found community with a group of godly men who poured love, encouragement, and wisdom into my life. If it wasn't for this change in course six years ago, I do not believe I would be where I am today. I would not be married to a wonderful woman who loves God and loves me. I would not be behind this microphone tonight sharing my testimony and the goodness of God. I feel like David who declared in Psalm 18.3, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. How often am I my worst enemy? But I cry out to God and he saves me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Submit to him. Don't submit to your plans or wisdom. Don't submit to your feelings and emotions. Don't submit to pain in the valley you're walking through. Submit to him. There is purpose in pain, but that is only through him. And the purpose, my friends, is healing. What areas of your life do you need to surrender to God in exchange for his wisdom and guidance? I assure you, it will be one of the best decisions you will ever make. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me as we discuss the steadfastness of the promises of God. God provides us with strength, has a plan for your life, and willingly gives wisdom. We only have to submit and ask. Growth in Christ happens through intimacy with Him, and I hope you will leave this time together seeking just that. I hope you have found these past several minutes as valuable as I have. Next week, we'll be diving into another topic found in Scripture. And on February 18th, we will be joined by my friend Daniel Petrilla as we talk about navigating life and communities in your 30s. Such an awkward age, isn't it? Kind of like middle school, but as an adult. As always, thanks for listening to the Taste and See podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And be sure to come back next week as we dive deeper into another area of life that we all struggle with. Until then, this is Josh Emmerich. And don't forget, the Lord is good. Thank you for listening to the Taste and See podcast. We hope that you were encouraged and empowered by our conversation today. For future and past episodes, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting www.tasteandseepodcasts.com. Now go, live for the kingdom, and always remember that the Lord is good.